I'm Ryan Castle, and it's showtime. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. You know what that sound means. Yeah, it means a song is getting ready to start. It means babies are about to be made. Easy lover coming at us. What? You know, every single time we start a new show, whoever my co-host is, I need to have a theme song that matches their embodiment and their persona. Uh-huh. And there was really no other way I could go. I get, my hands were tied. If there was a... No. There's no other song that represents me, really. That's gotta be the one. Aside from... Uh, why, why am I spacing on his name? This is Phil, Phil Collins. Collins. Of course this is Phil Collins. And Philip Bailey, who we just <laughs> learned recently, who we established when this song became our jam about two months ago. He's really the MVP of this song because he comes firing in on this first verse. He does. And I'm gonna literally let it get to that point because it's the best. That's him, right? That's it. Yeah. Better forget it. Hey, that falsetto is. Come it's, on, it's, dude. I mean, it's straight out. It comes flying out of the. There 80s. is not enough falsetto in the world these days to match the amount that Philip Bailey brought back in what 1987. I want to say this. Uh, that sounds about right. I remember being 365 days a year old. Of non-stop. Uh, it's still coming through. That's it's still coming through. Yeah, man. it's all, it's only it's not really gonna show. Up. Is that Philip Bailey? And then right? and then. Phil comes in and like matches it with this. He's like, look, listen. He's like, this is my one fucking shot. I'm recording with Phil Collins. He's like, whoa, if you're gonna slay the first verse like that, I'm gonna. I yeah. see your slay job and I raise you fire. Yeah, they That's really just. Why did this 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 duo not make like 13 albums? Like, I'm, yeah, we were just, talking about that. I don't know why this. They really should have done at least a follow up to this because yeah, this is a fire smash from the 80s. Anyways. I don't want to make the entire episode about Easy Lover, although... That's we, it. That's our show, guys. We could do Have that. great day. If we needed to, we absolutely could. But we'll bring it down here. That is the introductory tune that says, it is time to talk about three things. It's time, baby. And also, I would just like to say that it's a hell of a, a sight to be sitting in front of Ryan after 10 years, a full decade of not recording a podcast with each other. That a is show. why today is especially a thrill for me, because to my... Front. I was gonna say left, but you're, you're directly across from me at this point. Uh, yeah, we're locked in. We, we've locked eyes several we times. Have. That's the only way to do this. Is my main man, Greg? I thought you almost forgot my name for a second. Nostradamus. No, it, it I just Greg. like I had I had like nine. <laughs> I had nine nicknames I wanted to give you, but like let's just cut the bull, dude. This is it's just, just Greg. <laughs> it's Greg. That's yeah. my birth my name. Ace man. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was it. Is, yeah. Was it Gregory? Is it short for Gregory? Greg? Is Gregory's a full it's man. It's weird. Why is every Greg actually Gregory, but none of them go by that? I don't know anybody that says, "Hey, I'm Gregory." I mean, just feel what that does to your mouth, Gregory. It's a lot. It's, a lot. it's, it's like many I don't even know how many evolved. syllables it is. No, it's a yeah, vague amount of syllables. You burn like a hundred calories just saying that. <laughs> but it's great to be back, man. I haven't, I haven't been on. Uh, we haven't let our voices commingle uh, on Way a recording device in a long time. So just to bring everybody up to speed the reason this this reunion is such an epic moment in the history of recording devices is because it was over 10 years ago that we first got together in the form of radio at that point it was actually yes. internet radio it wasn't even a podcast this was when the radio first came out actually it was, so a, we were, <laughs> it was an am broadcast <laughs> and uh 
yeah, yeah. everyone heard it no but this is at Cal State Fullerton yes Titan Radio we in delighted Titan Radio we delighted I would say at least three listeners it was like five people I yeah, think I would listen on a weekly three basis five listeners so basically the last semester uh, that we were both in college I got the bright idea to start my own radio show went to the people of Titan Radio and uh, fortunately they were totally just on board with it so it was a full on real studio and they basically gave us like a 25 minute crash course on like how to operate all the stuff in the radio yeah. and of course i wanted to bring every, i wanted to have sound bites i wanted to have background music that i would play on a cd player literally i was trying to use like every function they had and then they were really pretty irresponsible about just letting us go out like nobody yeah, was in there watching us like we could have done whatever we wanted and we did and we, and we, 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 we touched every button and we knob just and had, figured out yeah just like crawled our way through we literally went through the entire semester still like not really knowing what the hell we were doing no. and it very much showed for the few people yeah. that actually listened to us but, but we did it we it, it was great and, and from that point on after we graduated we we're like you know what we got to keep this going we need to keep this momentum train going and start a podcast and then i started my new website at the time castle entertainment and i had a spot for it i had a web page for it and everything and we even recorded i think a uh, a promo for it do you remember that like the, the new castle experience is coming oh, back and yeah, we had like we, right. we recorded something in my room and we were all ready to start recording i was trying yeah, to again do too much of the time like i wanted to element a call-in feature and i was making it more difficult than i needed to and then basically it's so facto 10 years later we're finally actually doing it. We're doing it. Yeah. We made it happen, Greg. <laughs> Took a while, mm -hmm. you know? But um, thing, th some of the best things, I know you guys have all been waiting patiently for us to come back. Um, I'm being sarcastic. No, but, uh, everybody. <laughs> I've, I've received multiple phone calls. I've received one and a half phone calls about it in the one last and, nine years. And yeah. Both of them were from my mom, and one of them was actually on accident. She, it, she butt dialed you. Yeah, the exactly. <laughs> That's good. No, nobody, nobody actually realized that this was happening. But here we are. We're finally back in the studio. So let's do it. Up in the castle tower, where we're looking at a beautiful Hermosa Beach. Yeah, we're gazing out at a, at a tremendous view. This is the kind of days that I think God created Earth for, mm. and that that is how it happened. He's like, let there be life. Let there be beach. Let there be ice cream as we overlook the ice cream man rolling around the beach. That's how you know it's a summer day right there. When the ice cream man's rolling around the beach with his little cart slinging them choco tacos. He's gonna make that ice cream coin. He's like 18. That ice cream bread. We already know the premise. I mean, your audience already knows the premise of your I show, mean, there's right? a good chance that uh, most people haven't listened to either of my first. This is episode three and- <laughs> Your mom yeah. has listened to it. Yeah. Or maybe Probably not. not. I don't think no, so. I don't think she's aware that this is happening yet. Okay. Uh, but basically, we got Three things we got to talk about. Not four. No. Not two. Not even two and a half. Yep. Three fingers, my man. You know what that means. Hey, Greg. Hey, Ryan. We got some things we got to talk about. Oh, okay. We do, because yep. it's the name of the show. Yeah. In order to if do we that. we came here and we didn't talk about three things, you guys would be disappointed. Everybody would be not getting their money's worth. No. So in order to do that, let's toss it up to the rundown and get into thing number one. Thing number one. I'm vaguely aware of what we're about to talk about, but um, I'm familiar with most things That's how in we, life. This is how we actually best operated. Back in the day when we did the radio show, I would game plan, and he would come in five minutes before, he'd like, what, and he'd say, what are we talking about? Actually, don't even tell me. I'll just, I'll just wing it. Actually, no, yeah, just give it a mic. <laughs> and I just know he works best that way, so. Yeah. Thing number one. Number one. Is money a myth? Hmm. Is money a myth? I'm gonna say, well, I'm gonna say yeah. 
for sure. And and Briefly. this is this is Greg's the one who brought this to my attention because I had actually never heard this, but he money. told me he believes money is a myth, and I was like, we got to talk about this then. Well, okay, so the whole concept of money is it—it's an arbitrary assignment of value, you know, based on a, a, a note system that was should have been backed by gold. Who decided that a shiny piece of metal in the ground is worth anything? I mean, it, we, I guess just humans like shiny things. It's, it's literally like the dawn of time that like shiny things were. Yeah, fuck! I gotta have a shiny thing. Yeah, it was earning value. Yeah, that's that, literally what it was. It was just the most shiniest thing, yeah. and they just attached the greatest amount of value to it. But at, what I'm wondering is, at what point was like, at what point did someone value a shiny thing more than the thing that they were buying? So like arrows, right? Like fuck, I, you need arrows to live and survive. I do on a daily you, basis. Yes. Yeah, me too. And I've been hunting a lot yeah. uh, for my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Oh my god, there's just a there team. Is, there is a team of children that are just running outside my window. I've never seen this before. I hired them for <laughs> uh, just for motivation. There's like for us. 48 kids all just running in a pack, and they're about to go attack some steer with their arrows because that's the as we just discussed yeah gangs of high school children are not a myth because we just saw. I just witnessed it first. <laughs> that's, they're real <laughs> we're never gonna get into any of the things we're actually trying to talk about yeah oh, so, are we still recording yes <laughs> the okay, team so, of children just took you out of your thought you're yeah. talking about buying arrows right? yeah so at what point you know did did someone value this nugget of gold or whatever for you know more than a truly useful item like arrows which could kill mm -hmm. and feed your family my at family snacked arrows a lot growing up so that makes sense yeah 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 they're they're tasty but like at what point did that happen you know where this thing that we we're deciding like there's some cultures that use like seashells as currency mm -hmm. or or like valuable nuts from a tree as currency so it's right. just a complete arbitrary assignment of value how did it and, begin and then now but the thing is how did it begin yeah that I do not know I feel like there have been communities in the past that almost worked with the barter system you know, yeah, yeah, like what was... skill do I have that I can use as currency to get what skill you have that I so desire? It just seems like it makes, I mean, that makes more sense, but it's also a lot more inconvenient. It like, is. It's going to be hard to find someone who got, who has exactly what you need. Right. And you have what they need. And so I, I get that. But the way it is now, it's like money is not actually backed by any kind of gold standard anymore. Like if you walked into the liquor store and picked up a six pack and then just gave them like a small chunk of gold, like would they accept? I feel like there actually is some guys out I'd there. Be, I'd be so much more excited about yeah. getting a chunk of gold than, yeah. than some crusty. How do you know if it's real? Like, do you have that old like magnifying glass with the? Yeah, you know, yeah, you like got to do jeweler. that. Yeah, jeweler which stuff. I honestly I have a theory that every jeweler is just full of shit. When they when they what do they call it? When they bring in a diamond and they they kind of look at it and they're like, hmm. What's that word I'm looking for when they determine its value? Diamond valuation? No, there's something, I'm not, I'm not sure. Any jeweler can literally look at any rock closely with a magnifying glass, give it a few twists and turns and be like, that's worth $78.55. You're like, what are you talking about? I spent three grand on this. Like, no, that appraised. There it oh, is. Appraise, yeah. The appraisal of a diamond. And the guy could just literally tell you whatever he wants. I've seen it on those shows when they do uh, like storage wars or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they take things out and they're like, oh, I feel like this has some value. And they'll yeah. just bring it into a guy who's like a professional bullshitter. Who yeah. just is and like, you know he's uh, like offering mm, like half of what Yeah, like was. nobody's getting their proper value for any of that. No. Which kind of, I think, to me, that is a huge element of what currency is that it really all comes down to. Like, the amount of value something's worth is ultimately what somebody's actually willing to give you for that. That's something I've noted recently with the rise of cryptocurrency. 
A lot of people have been getting into cryptocurrency as this new form of money. And I've known several people to like put a lot of money and to be like, oh, I put in 1500 for like 1000 shares of cryptocurrency. The value has gone up 30,000 since I bought it and it's rising. And every time I hear that, I always think, well, says who? To yeah. me, you could tell me something's worth $30,000, but until there's a person in front of you that says, here's $30,000 for your cryptocurrency, that's not worth anything to me. Like, I yeah. need to actually know that that turns into money that, that it goes in your account. Yes, it needs to money. translate. Yeah, it's, uh, I think most people really don't know what the hell cryptocurrency and I like, feel like how that blockchain all that stuff how that stuff works it's super esoteric and it's very like super complicated I mean somebody is yelling at their speaker listening to us right now be like you guys just don't get it okay one of the eight people that are listening is, is very upset right now yeah <laughs> I, and I've also taken a cursory review of that of that subject in general I, I really have not read about cryptocurrency for more than like seven minutes we should actually put it out there before we discuss anything which is too late for that we're mostly uninformed about the things we're talking about yeah. a lot of it is just straight off the dome we're professional wingers over here but you know what opinions have value and that's the value that we bring to this podcast which i still think actually is more valuable than cryptocurrency yes we bring the value of ignorance to you people okay and this is another thing that i think is important note so the the, the currency that is king above all in this country at least and that is cold hard cash the dollar bill right of all different forms, you even have some places that will not take card, even though people mostly have their value with a credit card or whatever. Anybody accepts cash. So yeah. when did that become the currency that we all accepted? And is if it's printed out, where is it being printed? And who is the key holder on the machine that prints money? Like, well, yeah, right. So, right, the Federal Reserve, I do know a little bit from my finance studies, the Federal Reserve is responsible for the, the printing and the control of the amount of cash in the in the marketplace, I guess you could say, or in the economic environment. <coughs> and it has to be tightly monitored because otherwise inflation can, like, run amok. Also, dollar bills just go out of circulation just because they get destroyed. I feel like... That's Unless how much money gets destroyed, like every tore up year or something? Yeah, like tore yeah. like oh shit, we gotta make some more. That is that is another thing. Is it's very easy to destroy money. Like and a what happens baby to could the tear value? Up. But what happens to the? Okay, so we measure like GDP and, and all that stuff based on like dollar transactions and stuff. But what happens to the value of this money if it's actually destroyed? Like where does it, where does that value go? Where does the value of that it, money, that lost, destroyed money cash go? It on? just becomes like a tore up piece of paper. I don't think, it, and unless you can find, again, it's as valuable as the person that you're giving okay. it to. If so somebody's this, willing to accept it as currency, then it did still carry value. Yeah. Right? Okay. But that, that's perfect. This exactly illuminates why money is a fucking total myth because it's valuable until you rip it and then there's then it's, then it's then it's all of its trash. value yeah. is gone it's, it's weird it's a weird concept a, a, that's the thing is money does not tend to stand the test of time there have been kingdoms in the past where an entire rule fell and source of their money was then deemed invaluable because they were changing over to a new system yeah. like that's happened in the past as well yeah and so who's to say that at one point Somehow they're not going to be like, oh, well, the dollar bill currency is now worthless. And then everybody just starts from scratch. Yeah, you know? Maybe this cryptocurrency does end up taking over and becoming the form of the world. Except for then, there's like 
58 knockoff brands of cryptocurrency. Once that started catching on, everybody realized, oh, this is the wave people are getting into. And then yeah. there's a million types of... We just need to go back to trading seashells and... I, <laughs> we could, I, that's the thing. Is if you got enough people behind it, you could say circus peanuts. Circus peanuts is the new wave, guys. That's how we're all going to attach value to circus uh, peanuts. peanut allergies. That's going to be tough for those people because they're going to want to collect some circus peanuts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, dude. And then it's like, does a certain like type of peanut, a circus peanut become like the one that's kind of got like the three-headed, like that's worth like the three trillion dollars. Three-headed. The three-headed peanut. I'm you know, one that's like, with, dude, I don't know you is. have not seen I enough peanuts in your day. I've never, yeah. The rare one that's almost got like three, because usually there's the standard like two. The two, yeah. yeah I know, that's yeah. your general peanut form. I've seen a couple where there's like a third one that sneaks in there. It's like a little. What? It's like when a person has like a, a second head like that just kind of. Yeah, or something like Someone that. Has a third nut. Actually, circus peanuts, I think, are those chewy orange things, right? Isn't that what that is? What the hell? The little uh, no, chewy I'm... orange like candy you can get at the circus? Oh, yeah. No. What if that's what happened? We actually <laughs> no. attached value to peanuts, and they were all, like, the guy who did it, he came back and checked it out, like, a year later. He's like, oh, no, I was, I was talking about a little chewy circus peanut. Like, <laughs> you guys think I was talking about real peanuts? Like, you fucking stupid. Have you been to a circus? Not since I was a child. I, yes. Circus? Circus? Well, I think they're, like... Is this the you next know. thing we're gonna talk about? <laughs> I mean, we we could veer off course. I'm I we, do want to we do we should move on to the next one soon. But I do want to hear Greg's thoughts on a circus. I like, don't really real have much quick. to say about a circus. On it. Yes, I mean, you do. You had not, something. Well, I will say that they, I think they're definitely frowned upon. I agree with. Uh, Are they? With uh, yeah, because of the, how we're just kind of exploiting animals for our own entertainment. Oh. We're fucking eating these little. You know what? See, I wouldn't have even thought about that. And then just going home, and the animals are depressed and used. And I dehydrated. Think, I think they're generally taken care of in a circus. I mean, I'm not I one to think that an elephant would prefer to be in the savanna walking. You think, but maybe he's getting like even specially taken care of. Do you more think they so put him up in like a beautiful hotel after, and he's just watching Netflix, a, and he's a, <laughs> eating like bottle service, and more more likely than the one in the Sahara, I'd say. You know, yeah, they, they gotta have a special. I'm, I mean, those animals seem like they're happy when they're out there. You rarely see. An elephant goat rogue and start like attacking a circus clown. That doesn't yeah. happen that much. A circus clown. It does happen occasionally. I also feel bad for circus clowns. Anybody involved with they, the circus? But they chose that life. Like they. No, they that be, life chose them. I don't know, man. If you're a circus clown, you know what the fuck you're doing. Like that's such a crazy resume. I actually circus clown. Do you think a circus clown prints out a resume as as we would? You know, their like, resume is probably super colorful yeah. and like <laughs> silly. It's got a pop up page, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. These are real. These are real questions that can be answered out there. So if anybody out there listening knows a circus clown, can you patch him through to us? Because I would like to ask him yeah, some questions. Hey, this is Dale calling in from Minnesota. I'm a circus clown. <laughs> yeah, I find it highly disrespectful that you're mocking the resume My process. Resume is a standard a- black and white resume, and I don't appreciate this. Okay, we're not attacking clowns or circuses or elephants. No. That's not what this podcast no. is about. Our, in fact, our show is sponsored by the Circus Clown Association of America. So we take all that back. The CC, the CCAM? I already forgot. Of I really wanted to rattle off the, the yeah, acronym ac- yeah. real quick right there. That would have been amazing, but I already forgot what the hell he just said. We'll just edit it in post. <laughs> There's going to have to be a heavy amount of editing post in this first discussion. Dude, so, it's hot in your room. It told you. It gets hot in the tower quickly. That's Ooh. the, you know, because i got to close all the windows with all the... Beautiful sounds of the beach outside. I have to lock us in to the tower and get let no sounds get in. This so is worse than the circus. If we need to take a five to step outside for a second, we can do that with the majesty of editing. Okay. But 
I think that what we've learned here is money might be a myth, but circus clowns are not. They're real. They're and out they're there, out and there. they have resumes. And they're waiting for you. That's exactly where I thought this uh, discussion would take us. Actually, if I wrote it down. I'm happy with it. I was hoping our conversation would end up Hit on, on circuses. Well, it usually does. So with that, let's go ahead and get into thing number two. Thing number two. I plan on adding my own sound effects, but I, um, I'm going to actually let that one ride. I think that's just going to be the sound effect for this ding, 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 ding. Number two. That's the longest, <laughs> it's the longest sound effect. Listen, I'm just freestyling over here, all right? I don't know. Just drink your beer and chill. Oh, I'm just, I feel like I'm feeling the effects of the extreme dehydration. Yeah, the part of the heat exhaustion part in this of, room. Part of the show process is everybody has to go through at least three stages of heat exhaustion. So yeah, you're experiencing like, level two right now. This is a right gauntlet of, yeah. of trials that I'm having to survive to, to okay. be a coach. I still haven't said thing number two, right? Okay, you're yeah, still yeah, technically sorry. on thing number one. I'm going to stop talking with my mouth. Okay, thing number two. Number two. How come some people can draw? How come some people can Or perhaps draw? I should say, why can some people draw? <laughs> yeah. Why is that not a skill that just we all have? Right. I mean, it's hard to say for sure, but we all see the world. We all see shapes and lines. We can agree on 90-degree angles and straight lines and colors for the most Do part. Do we, though? I think so. For the most part. I mean, I feel like we do. What if we are seeing something completely different out this window right now? We just don't know it. What, would, what do you see? I see four lines in a square and a circus clown. There's a lot more going He's on out there. circus peanuts. You're going to need to have your eyes checked. Yeah, no. I took a heavy dose of acid before we started this. I should have let you know that. I but. thought your pupils looked extremely <laughs> dilated. Oh, they are lit. So, what were we saying? Oh, yeah. Why can some people... Yeah, it's weird. Because we all we all take in the world in the same way. Our, you know, for the most part, our eyes see it. But it's like it's somewhere between the the eye and the brain and that process and then the hand that gets completely lost in translation mm -hmm. and it comes out like a stick figure. Yes. <laughs> like how? how? Because I okay, so like I'm not trying to brag, but um, brag I have, away. I've been known to put pencil to paper and create some real artistry. I will my... step in and vouch here. Greg is a fantastic artist, Thank and if you. anybody wants to test him, go ahead and sit down in front of him, hand him a piece of paper and a pencil, and say. Get your sketch on, bro. Yeah, I will recreate. He will draw your the face. shit out of your face. Yeah, I will draw the shit out of your whole face. I, on the other hand, um, struggle with my stick figure art. Yeah. I'm very poor at with my lines and shading. And it, so somehow it gets lost in translation, and it's crazy because like I, I was born with that. I could just do it. I could recreate what I could see, you know, with relative ease. And then it gets better and better. And then it, like then you're refining the fine motor skills as you practice more. What's up with that? I mean, we all have pretty much the same brain. Sometimes you hear about like left brain versus right brain, and like certain people have like this side is their artistic. Are, yeah, I don't know. If I that's love a myth the versus verbiage. Like they're against each other. Yeah, well, it's like they say some people like have that musical talent. Other people yeah. have art, like artistry in them, um, and then other people have more maybe of a social ability. There's mm. definitely levels between people because you can't say that awkward person that doesn't know how to make basic conversation has the same brain as somebody like say Conan O'Brien who could talk to anybody about anything at all times yeah yeah so, I, I mean right so we're right we're, we're all born with these like inclinations and these capacities um, talents but yeah talent there's it's people that are just naturally talented 
And it's definitely not even across the universe, because then there are some people that just have absolutely are just light speed untalented, yeah. and they and they have to accept that because that's just and, and then they just have to put in the hours to like get up to the level that some people were just born right born with. Some people just they literally can sketch from birth. So what's the experience like for you when you're drawing and when you're when you're looking at something and you're attempting to recreate it? What where does it get like? I have to really try to focus to get base and in my head sometimes I'm like okay I'm seeing what I want to do and I will really try to and then it, it takes a few like dashes with my pencil or whatever it is to make me wow. realize like this is not working I don't know why there's a disconnect between my brain and my fingers right now let me give you like an example from my own childhood uh, remember when rub-on tattoos were like the rage when we were yeah. children they're still they're still going strong they're still out there, but yeah. I remember when I first discovered them when I was like, I don't know, like seven, I thought they were so cool. Mm. I was like, whoa, I don't even need to get a tattoo. I can go into school the next day with a dragon on my arm and just all I need to do is press like a cloth against my arm with this little paper and it just shows up there. Yep. And I remember flexing on it when I went into school like, yup, you're seeing it. And like, and one Take kid, at least one kid would say, oh my God, is that real? It, it was all worth it for that one dumbass who thought Ryan actually got a huge dragon tattoo at age seven. What, how did you respond? Were you like, yeah, it's real. It's all right, dude. It's like, it didn't hurt too bad. It's fine. <laughs> and then, you know, for that like five seconds, I could get away with it. But I remember thinking at one point, I was like, I don't even need a rub-on tattoo. What if I could just draw this myself? And in my head, mm. I picked up, I thought I could do this. I picked up a green marker and I remember trying to like i just really focused hard i was looking at a picture of a dragon i was like oh, i can draw this all i had was of oh, my whole tool set was a single green marker and i proceeded to draw this horrible blotchy just green it looked like i just spilled an entire green marker all over my arm and wow. it was just nothing at no point did it even resemble a snake let alone a dragon. And I went into I school with that the next day, like thinking like, oh uh, yeah, could you tell I, I drew this one myself? I get in there like, yeah, it looks like, so, like absolute dog yeah, shit. Like, what are you talking? So that was like my first realization, like that what I'm seeing and even as I focus, my ability to actually, to recreate what I was looking at was just not there. Mm. And I'm not gonna say I've never done a drawing that was okay, but it definitely is like 98% of the time my drawings suck, and it's it's embarrassing. Luckily, I don't usually have to pay my bills in drawings, so that's what I say. Luckily, it's not really <laughs> it like a life skill that you need. It doesn't come up much. If anything, buy. yeah, I would like to be able to just draw a picture for like a girl and be like, oh yeah, I made this little sketch for you, like while you're in the bathroom. I've seen that, and that's a great skill to have. Yeah, with that, I that has always been lost on me. All right, well, don't don't ever try to be a tattoo artist because I'm. Afraid of how that would turn out on yeah, people's no. bodies. I, that's a you know that's a profession that not enough people give credit to because that is hard. Like I have had important jobs in my time, but I've been able to get away with making the occasional mistake. You cannot make a single mistake as a tattoo artist. Not even not even a little one. Yeah. You're, gonna, you're, you're like touching on lawsuit material at that point. Yeah, if talk you, about high pressure. Yeah, like you you request a green dragon and they draw like. What you had on your arm. Mickey Mouse <laughs> on top of like an elephant. Yeah. With a flag <laughs> going right through the elephant. This is not what I wanted at all. This is I want a sunflower. Going. I don't know what to tell you. I only know how to draw Mickey and an elephant. Yeah. And a flag. You know what's funny is like we, we bring up these debates, these discussions to talk about because we got to talk about them. And then we don't actually like land on any kind of conclusive anything. Like we, <laughs> well, the money one we did, we said okay, I, I felt like that was. That we, was we actually landed on a resolution yeah. there. But with what the, was okay, it? with this one, 
Well, we the, don't, fact, the fact that we don't we, need to rehash it. We we could go back to the tape. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what do we land on on this one? Um, how how can some people draw? Right, that's a mystery. I still feel like that with the inner workings of the brain and the mind and why some people are just they come popping out ready to create a just get a, after a, cre create the Mona Lisa. That's a mystery. I think I mean I'm sure there is some science. I actually think I remember reading about artistry in young people and how it how it unfolds in the brain and it's a crazy it's it's. A, but I think there's still a lot of mystery behind it. Like how, I mean, just in general, how we inherit personality characters. So like, you know, you can grow up, there are three kids in the same exact household raised by the same parents and they all just are, they, they, they come out like with different personalities, different, you know? Yeah. And it's like that nature versus nurture idea and so much of it is, is just nature, you come out. A wins. lot of it is actually, I think, predetermined that before like you have the skills. I remember seeing some quote one time I think it was by Conor McGregor but it could have been like a meme where it was just attached his name to it so I don't know if it actually was but I remember seeing it said talent doesn't exist if you want to be this if you want to be good at that you have to be willing to put in all the work, work you possibly yeah. can and then you can do that and I saw that and I just thought that is bullshit I think it's bullshit. I mean, talent uh, clearly exists for There's sure. There's absolutely but talent. But I, I think his point was that, like, you can become, I mean, that's like the 10,000 hour rule where it's like, do you put it in, right. you put in the, any amount of, at anything you're going to do, you put on 10,000 hours, you're going to fucking be an expert at it. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of repetition, creating new pathways in the brain. But I was going to say, what was crazy was I was just saying, what's the evolutionary advantage to being born with the ability to draw? Like, some people have it and some people don't, and it's gotta be some kind of, I mean, add some kind of advantage to be able to see the world and in some way internalize it and reproduce it in a way. Like, I'm not sure what that, where that came in as far as a, a, a talent that humans had and that, that, like, could serve them. Well, what's you know? interesting is it goes back to, like, the Renaissance era where a lot of the famous painters that we've studied and has become, like, the most famous... Um, Jesus Christ. Uh, it goes back to the Renaissance era. We just want to give a quick shout-out to Jesus Christ. Thanks for making this possible, JC. <laughs> You're giving it all the credit to JC now? The yeah. Lord and Save? I mean... <laughs> I actually would now like to research the study of Greg's brain to know what brought him to shout out JC real quick. On that no, because you said Jesus Christ. I don't... Did I? Yeah, you did when the bus rolled by. Oh, like, when Jesus a bus Christ. rolled by? I missed <laughs> You thought I just wanted to really Chris, give Jesus Christ... I, wanna, I mean, he's... Um, I want to give a quick shout out to JC making all this possible. Big up one time, Jake. Yo, 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 stop the podcast real quick. Shout out to JC. Have we not given big ups to our Lord and Save yet? Okay. No, we need to do JC, that every okay. day. <laughs> I but literally no. forgot everything I was saying. Yeah, I was, here's the, here we got all circles back. So Find us back the, to camp, Greg. Yeah, I'm going to take it. Just follow me. I'll take us back to safety. The I think the ability to recreate and draw what we see in the world around us is we use a lot of the same tools in that talent that we would use in hunting, for example, like being able to isolate. Precision. Precision, like being able to find, like locate something with your eyes and then the capacity to coordinate what, what the eye is taking in and then translate it into motor skills in the hand in the, in the way that drawing happens right. is a correlate to like looking at an object that you would need to hunt or find and being able to point an arrow and maneuver it in, in the most subtle ways your hand you know, to release the arrow and hit the target. So I think it's the ability to draw is kind of like a beautiful byproduct of the skill of like hand-eye coordination, um, which served us. Okay, so what Shout I think- Shout out to JC. 
<laughs> what I think is interesting is there it, when you go back to the earliest of times, and it was a lot of just raw talent, a lot of just raw precision, hand-eye coordination. You're looking at raw talent right now, sir. <laughs> oh, don't I know it? It's like a looking at a mirror, bro. Is that talent I see across the way? Damn. Or is that just a clear, clear mirror? Precision. So this, this is how, if you're going to listen to our podcast, you have to be prepared for us to go off base every five seconds. But we try to steer us back. I'm, I'm literally trying. Yeah. This is the point I've been trying to make, I think, for the last half hour. Back to the earliest days when all there really was was a lot of raw talent. They had to determine what of their precision skills would earn them the best income. So you had your artists, you had your hunters, you had your, uh, you know, warriors. You had a lot of the people that were actually artists back then didn't really see their success translate to value until far after they were deceased. You know, you had people like Van Gogh who kind of drove himself crazy because like his genius was never realized until like far after he was dead. Now he's looked at as one of the greatest artists of all time. So I think historically, the ability to capture art has always been sort of undervalued and underachieved because like we were saying earlier, there's not a whole lot of landscape to succeed in that in modern day or you know historically mm. as you're actively alive. Now I think we're talking about creativity versus well, like yeah. the ability to just draw. I mean, that's, that's which the you, thing. Which oh. you don't have. <laughs> I really don't. I just want to remind everybody that yeah. Ryan really is bad You know what put me to the test? We should do a bonus round where, where somebody asks us to draw something and me and you both just like take 15 minutes and just see what we come up with. Like a challenge on the Iron Chef. I'm scared for you on that oh, challenge. <laughs> I'm scared. I already don't want to do it now that I'm like, as I was halfway through the sentence, I was like, this sounds like failure, sounds sir. like a lot of work and a lot of Ryan embarrassment that I don't need to experience. Now I want to see your. I, I honestly, we're going off about how bad you are, but I've never even seen you. I don't think I've ever seen it. I don't think I've actually sat down and drawn a picture since like grade school. Because I realized at a certain point, like, I don't need to... I love they call it grade school. Every <laughs> stage of school had grades. I know. I think that was just because that's when it was most... Hey, I, don't, I don't even have an answer for that. It's fine. Mm. You don't need to have answers you for everything here. You answers for everything. Yeah. That, that's the lesson. I don't think we've had answers for most things on this podcast. Please. Like, it's been a lot of just spinning yeah. a web of nothing. And then we feel like we're getting somewhere. And then we get lost nine times along the trail. We try to get back to home base and we're like, wait, what were you even, what are we even just, what are, what are we doing even, again? I don't even know what Where this was we? about. I keep wanting to wrap it up with like a conclusive bow. Like, so our, our, our thesis on why some people can draw is, and then we get lost and we end up back on circus clowns and peanuts. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. This is, I, think, I think we're not going to have a clean wrap up for that one. I think that's just going to be, that's just going to be, Hey, just it's a it mystery, up. man. Yeah. You hey, know, either you some got people have talent, down. some, and some people are super okay with being untalented. Uh, I think that's a fair place to stop on that. So uh, maybe, uh, what a good thing we, we should do right now because it's hot in the tower. Maybe you take a little break, take, take a, a five on break. the roof. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any sponsors. So we're literally the circus clowns of America. Are they, do they have an ad for us? Maybe there's an yeah. ad copy of circus clowns. I don't know. I got to check my email again, but check your email. <laughs> they are a staunch supporter. They send the, the wackiest emails. The three things you got to talk about. What's a signature on a clown email? You think it's just like a, of like a little balloon gift. Or like a, yeah, a little is, is it like Bozo the Clown, like doing a dance? Like, I don't... Okay, before we get too deep in clowns again, we're just going to take a little pause break, get, step outside of the castle tower because it's getting a little hot, and then we'll prepare for thing number three. Are you ready to do that? Yep. All right, let's take a pause. All right, we are back. That was a, that was a solid break. Well needed. Yeah, I feel like that was... Uh, I was close to passing out there for a little while. I saw that. That's why I was From like... From sheer excitement. Yeah. We, no, it was just hot. Greg took off his island uh, button-up shirt, and he was holding it up upstairs like a parachute. Yeah. Was... Like he was about to take off the flight. He kind of... You, you resembled uh, Jack from Titanic a bit there. Hmm. 
Yeah. Thank you. It was quite it's a visual. One of the best compliments I've received. During that break, we discussed a lot of things, mostly uh, life matters, mm-hmm. and uh, a little bit about how I met your mother. Not the TV show, but the actual story of the first chance encounter I had meeting his biological mother. Okay, that's a lie, actually. I did try to reference the TV show to him and immediately realized he's never seen it, so it was pointless to bring up. Yeah, I, I, there's so many things I haven't watched. Um, I'm embarrassed about how few Shin shows be. I've watched. Shouldn't be. He's not a big show watcher, which is why sometimes the Thing 3... I like to discuss obscure pop culture references, an old movie, an old show. But with Greg, I don't. That's not really his forte. So you know what we do when a guy doesn't have a forte but has an incredible gift of gab to discuss? Boom. We go to the hat. Hat. Let's hat. go to the hat. Go to the hat. So now it's time to talk about thing number three. Number three. And I'm gonna go ahead and throw my little castle hat out here. There's several topics in here, and one of them are going to be the third thing that we discuss at length, the way only me and you can. All right, go ahead. I'm doing the honors? Yeah, you're picking it out, and then you're going to read what it says. Okay, here we go. Everyone is just itching with anticipation. On the edge of their seat. I am, too, because I don't know what this is about. Let's go. The uh, topic is... Uh, Sorry, my writing's bad. Why do we still tie shoes? <laughs> I, this, I'm happy about this one. This why is a still... fucking pet peeve of mine. Yeah. I get so bothered when my shoes come untied. I don't know if that's normal or not, but I get like, honestly, that's one of the things that makes me the most mad in life. Because when I'm walking, <laughs> and I'm like, it creates in full fury stride, within you. And I'm like, dude, I just tied you yeah, and I, I double knotted you. Yeah. And you're untied. Specifically for this reason. Exactly. I prepared ahead of time for this. And how are you untied? And how are we still tying laces on our feet like we're in the year 1600? You feel I don't like know if they had that technology. We should then. have better tie uh, shoe tying technology. Just, it shouldn't point. even be sh- tying shoes. It'd just be something that just wraps around the shoe and like grabs it. You know, I feel like we it's started mixed strides with Velcro in the 80s. Velcro was a thing that's still out there, probably. So much easier. It does look stupid. I've had some basketball shoes that have like you tie it and then you do a little Velcro strap over, and that worked out pretty well. I don't know why there hasn't been more shoe designs that you know mimic that technology. This has got I'm you stressed. Stressed out. Right now, <laughs> I just like I, you another know. truck with ladders. We. I'm just gonna go ahead and add this to the positive. We've seen about 900 trucks with ladders drive by on the outside, and yeah. uh, we think there's a ladder convention in town or a fire happening and everybody's contributing, but. That's beside the point. That's for that's for episode four. Yeah. Episode three, we're talking about how we need to stop this shoe-tying nightmare that exists. I, uh, I just I don't understand how we're still doing it. And I don't understand how, how shoes come untied so easily. That is an actual, like, because it's, yeah. it's some shoes. It's not every shoe. It's you, some shoelaces, yeah. You know those shoes you have where you literally just bend. Because, like, the process of getting down, you have to stop it's your sad. whole stride. You stop your whole stride. And you feel like, do you not, all, like, automatically feel like you're six years old again when every you have time. to go tie your shoe? So I have a thing where I only like to tie my shoes when I have something I'm passing by that I can put my foot up on. Maybe, like, a chair or a pipe or something yeah. like that. And, like, I will, every time my shoe's untied, I my eyes scan the area in front of me and look for a place where I can put my foot up. Mm-hmm. And then you do that karate kick walk, you know, because you don't want to step on the lace. So every yeah. step is like a little kick because you're, like, kicking longer. the laces. And here's my favorite thing about that. Every time, it's, an, <laughs> it's another, <laughs> I've never seen so many ladders in my entire life. Uh, every single time I do that and you pass by somebody without fail, they are going to go, Hey, your shoe's untied. 
Like, I'm yeah. sorry, did you not notice by the kung fu step that I'm walking with that I'm well aware with it yeah. and, like, overcompensating to deal with it? Like, I haven't crossed the chair yet. I have, I can't tie it. And then, yeah, it's just, you know that, you know that a second they're dragging and hitting the ground, like, they're just collecting just gonna be a puddle for and some reason. Like, dude, oh, yeah. I just, it, I don't know why, it just gets to me. Yeah, no, it is. Uh, that's one of my... It's one of my things. What's one of like your top three things that Greg doesn't do? And I'm not. I used to be bigger into sandals, and now I'm not a big That's sandal right. guy. Like, we will address the uh, the couple of elephants in the room that people are screaming at the the speaker right now. Yes, there's Velcro. Yes, there's flip flops. There's those little vans that you can kind of like pull on. There's a few ways you could get around the shoe tying industry. Mm-hmm. But let's brainstorm here. Like, what do you? recommend like what would you advise the shoe making community to avoid this rat's nest that is shoe tying i just like it's it's i don't know honestly i don't have a solution for it i mean i i see that it's like it it's a pretty useful technology it's been around for a long time do you remember those shoes back in the day when they had the little coilies like I do that, remember those laces. Those yeah, are like you just pull them and they just yeah, they're all like ding, ding, yeah. But and they, those look so nerdy though. I never liked them, and mainly because I could never figure out how anybody could walk around in shoes that were not tight. Like I needed to feel a tightness in my shoe. Yeah, that's true. A lot of uh, when I was like in middle school, a lot of the like skater shoe styles, which is always what I had at those times. A lot of people like to wear them with like sometimes not even tying them. And I remember trying it like one day and I got 15 minutes into the day and I was like, nope, not going to be able to, like, I literally every step I'm thinking about how my foot's about to fall out of my shoe. I couldn't do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's stressful when you, you feel like you're about to be exposed my whole to foot. the elements. You yeah. Know, your foot, your foot's I could. And then of course, that's when another puddle shows up. As soon as your foot would fall out of your shoe, there's a puddle and you're stepping in it and your whole day is ruined. Man, that's 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 a downer. We don't need to circle this wagon in excess, you know. I feel like we've spent. Uh, that's a, a pretty. Yeah. I think we've spent a good enough time on the first two things. We we've really kind of dragged this one through the mud like a dirty shoelace. <laughs> you see what I did there? Uh, but the point is, hey, shoemakers of the world, fucking get on it already, right? Give us something new, you know. Give us a shoe that looks like I'm looking at my Converse right now. It looks cool. Like We're laces. All looking at your laces right now. look cool. But I don't want to have to tie them. I don't know what to do about it. There was some kind of like a... What if there was like a... Elastic at the top that was just like boom. And it was a tight elastic. It went right back down. It looked like there were still laces. You know what? Okay, because a lot of the times I don't want like a whole... Like I used to tie my shoes so tight it end up being like a little ball of knots. Like you triple tie it almost and it's yeah. just like a ball. And I would try to then hide that top layer under the tongue of the shoe. Yeah. So what if they created a shoe that like your, think, was for actually, your lace? I might have that. Really? I think that might be, yeah. That's probably a thing that's out there already. But, like, more shoes should have that. Have a little pocket to put your, like, lace ties in so they're not flopping around and they're not getting caught on things and not getting untied. It's just a clean operation. And all you see is the laces going back and forth, and that's it. That's the whole lace situation on that shoe. Is that a wrap? No pun intended on the uh, the shoe debate. I'm also down for just going barefoot. I've actually, like, no joke, I've become a huge advocate of barefooting my life because i live across the street from the beach there's many times when i just felt one with the earth when i sound incredibly hippie when i say that i heard it as i said it but it's true i i literally just do the steps across the street Mm -hmm. get in sand sometimes i'll sandal it to there and then i just toss the sandals because nobody ever actually steals the sandals i've learned like once they're there i come back and they're there and then i walk a weird thing to to steal it it would be put on your foot yeah you don't want somebody else so like that's why and my sandals are shitty anyway so they're always cool to just toss aside and i come back to them they're there and then I walk the beach, and I got my feet in the water. And then when I get to the pier, I walk around there barefoot. I, and I really enjoy the process 
of just walking around barefoot. Like, I'm not going to walk into anybody's establishment like that because I respect their rules and I know you're really not supposed to and I might step on something and there's like, oh, potential loss of material, whatever. I just like being barefoot in the world. You know, I think it's a fun way. I did as a child and I'm getting into it. It's nice. getting into those roots now. But is there like some kind of like shame about walking around barefoot in Not at the society, beach. Our society. No, no, no. But like, let's say you're in a more, let's say you're in wherever. Let's say you're like on the street somewhere and you're walking around barefoot. It does kind of feel like a little homelessy. It I would feels say. homeless, but yeah. if, if it's by choice if and it's if on you're the not free- homeless and if you have money, it's still something that's like... You almost like need to have like some board shorts or cargo shorts just to like make that statement. Like, hey, I know I don't have shoes on, but like that's by design, baby. Like, <laughs> that's just how I rolls. Yeah. These shorts display such. Like, don't have some, like, Jenko jeans that are dragging around the ground. Like, that looks like you yeah. just lost your shoes and you're having a bad day. And maybe you just can't afford any kicks. We've all had those days. I'm having those days right now. I haven't even looked for a pair of shoes all day. So, um, I think that was a good hat subject to yeah, touch I'm, on. Yeah, it felt good to get that off my chest. Yeah, it really I mean, did. I to talk about that. You know, I'm really glad I put that one in the hat because that one lit a fire on you like I've never seen before. I was enraged. I think we've answered all of our questions today or or none of them. But or, the point is we've had a hearty well, discussion we, we about all We gave it an all-American try. We did. We we made the National Clown Association of America happy with a, a few shout-outs, a couple shout-outs to JC. <laughs> All three members. Yeah, so I think we circled all the bases and uh, slid into home on another successful episode of The Three Things We Gotta Talk About podcast. I think we wrap a bow on this and call it a day right there. Get the hell out of this hot tower right now. Let's get the hell out of here. What do you, what do you say? G Mestizo, a.k.a. Greg Arias, a.k.a. Greg, thank you so much for joining. See, I got your nicknames yeah. out of there. Thanks, know? man. Yeah. I appreciate it. All I appreciate the, all of my... All the fantastic aliases, you, alii you bring to the table. Yeah. And all no, the wisdom... No, the is driving by us. What the f... To put a cap on the whole ladder discussion, they're not all going the same way. There's some coming this way and there's some coming that, but there's been about... There's another one right now! Oh my god, we've seen Where are like these ladders seven going? cars with... It's like been way more than that. Ladders, like we, more than that. Yeah, we usually exaggerate on the number, but it's literally been about 19. 19 vehicles with ladders strapped to the top. We're keeping trying that. to reach such high ground all of a sudden. I originally, a tsunami coming? I originally planned on scrapping all the ladder talk we had just to edit it out and save time, but we're keeping all that in now. Yeah, it's, We yeah, have to. For sure. We have to acknowledge the ladder crisis that is apparently wreaking havoc on Hermosa Beach, apparently. Now this has been like a... This happens every time. Like, it's been a 20-minute us signing off... <laughs> But Greg, just, goodbyes are so hard. They are hard. They're always the hardest. That's why people uh, hate going to airports. So that's why. No, we're not going to open that up. Right no, now. that's a whole other can of worms. Because. Okay, so that's going to be it for this episode. Make sure to check in every week where we got three more burning topics that we're going to torch through. Greg, thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Keep and. those shoes tied. <laughs> There's another ladder. Oh no, that's not a ladder. It was. It's a fake. It's a faux ladder. It Faux looks like it. Oh, no, no, wait, that guy's got ladder. Don't worry. Dangerous possible adventure. <laughs> there actually is, is another ladder. ladder. So for reals this time. For reals, we're actually leaving this time. I need to go to church. Or you do to need the, to go to church. Or the you. bank. I don't know. I just need to not be in this room anymore. So with that said, we are out of here.